You're listening to the T20 podcast with Ayaz Memon in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar ko ghar banaye and Dominos. Four 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 runs in match two four at the Chinnaswamy Stadium. Absolute success galore. With me is Ayaz Memon. Ayaz, the match between Chennai and Bangalore that we just saw. Uh, our hearts goes out to the bowlers but that was peak entertainment wasn't it it was peak entertainment it was uh, you know it sounded a death knell for bowlers didn't it the pitch was placid it was just completely flat and the boundaries were short so you know even a minor error in length or line means you were heavily punished it was this was true for both teams so you can't take away from Chennai's, you know, the, the performance that they helped them win this match. Even 226, which they posted, didn't look safe on this pitch. The manner in which Fab Duplessis and Glenn Maxwell were going. But I think Bangalore kind of messed things up. Uh, a lot of the batsmen going in for, you know, aiming for the spectacular shots when it seemed they had the match pretty much under control. Mind you, it's never under control when you're chasing such a large score. But you know, just one risk too many. and then wicket started falling and then they fell in a heap and it left chennai i think deserving winners absolutely deserving winners so let me quickly take you through the game chennai batted first and they scored 226 runs devan conway and shivam dubey both scoring 50s uh, from bangalore team we had two half centurions as well in glen maxwell and skipper fab duplessy but they could not match the total they could only score 218 runs before we get into bangalore's batting we will talk about chennai Second consecutive half century for Conway, and mind you, he scored 47 against Lucknow as well. Uh, one particular thing that stood out from today's knock was his wide repertoire of shots. He played shots all over the park. That was a true 360 degree show, wasn't it? It was. He's a f- he's a fine batsman, as we know. Uh, you know, he's got a double hundred in a Test match. He's been very good in ODIs. He's been. exceptional even in t20 and from new zealand too you know new zealand boasts of an array of all-round players batsmen who can bowl and bowlers who can bat so it's difficult to retain your place in the team but devan conway has been able to do it initially it was thought that he was only a red ball cricketer but he's proved his you know he's proved his skills and he's proved he's got the temperament to play in every format i think this was a wonderful knock and he's such an asset to this uh, to chennai because between him with, with him and Ruturaj Gaikwad they got a fantastic right left combination which is really delivering the goods for them Absolutely he is an asset and tell you what Shivam Dubey many thought he is not an asset from the Chennai team but Chennai stuck with him promoted him up the batting order and today he proved his point with a 52 run knock the player certainly deserves credit for that but I ask would you give credit to the management as well for sticking with him perhaps a little more than to the player himself because you know if if he had not been promoted forget about promoted if he had not even if he had even been not played in this match nobody would have faulted the management and that's one thing about chennai we've seen over the years that we, you know when they get players they support them to the hilt uh, we saw this with shivam dubey in this match and you know he, he produced a blistering half century and later on you know the manner in which the two sri lankans bowled and they were being plastered you know being hit all over the park by fab duplessis and and maxwell and then the trust and the faith shown in in both of them sikshana and uh, you know the malinga clone paliratna i think if i get his name right it it just just showed the trust and the faith that dhoni reposes in his team members his players whether they are batsmen or bowlers 
Mathisha Pathirana you are talking about, we will definitely be speaking on him. Uh, but let's talk about Bangalore's bowling first. Now, as one thing I found really surprising, Vanindu Hasaranga is your prime spinner, but you bowl him for only two overs. On the other hand, you utilize all of Vaishak's overs and he gets stonked all over the ground. What do you make of this captaincy? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to make of it because, you know, the results are there. You know, the, 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 the stats bear out what perhaps, you know, the mistake that Faf made. I think the fear was that on a short boundary, with short boundaries, uh, you know, even a, a, a heave would get six runs and the spinner would be uh, would be very vulnerable. But, you know, Hasaranga has got so much international experience. He's a very canny bowler. So, I think he should have been given his two extra overs rather than deny him those two. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. The ebb and flow of the game sometimes put pressure or enough pressure on the captain also to take decisions which kind of blow up in his face. And this is one of those things which has happened with Faf in this match. And 226 was always going to be a tall climb. And it looked even steeper when Virat Kohli and Mahipal Lomro, they were dismissed inside the second over, mind you. Then it was all about the 126-run partnership between Glenn Maxwell and Fav Duplessis. During that phase, Ayaz, would you say that was impeccable batting or poor execution of plans from the bowlers? I think it was great batting. You know, I mean, when you're confronted with such a massive total, obviously you have to take some, you know, very high-risk uh, you know, you have to play some very high-risk shots. But you have, if you have the ability to take those risks and get the runs, clear the ground, then obviously it redounds to your credit. When you're chasing 226, there's not a delivery. You can be, you can say that, okay, let me see, I'll play this out and look at the next one. It doesn't, it's not, it just becomes impractical to do that when you're chasing 226. Why 226? Even if you're chasing 180, 190, you, I mean, the dot ball is Nachima in, the, in this format, isn't it? And the manner in which Faf and, and Maxwell went about their job, I thought that Chennai were under serious serious threat of losing this match. And that's where Dhoni as a captain, you know, comes in. is, is such a marvelous example of what a cool head can do. When you have an, when you're facing an onslaught like that, the team can disintegrate. The fielding and the bowlers can kind of, you know, succumb under the pressure. But if you have a captain who keeps the flock together, maybe with a gesture, maybe with the right field placing, maybe with a, just a pat on the back or whatever it is, and we've seen it's not something unusual. Dhoni's been doing it over the years. I thought after this partnership, the manner in which Maxwell got out should have actually alerted. Faf Duplessis to the danger that if he also fell, then there would be problems for his team. Because one of them, one of the two, or at the most, somebody like Dinesh Karthik had to bat till the end if Bangalore had to win. And as we saw, you know, very soon after Maxwell, even Faf Duplessis got out playing a big shot and then Shahbaz Ahmad and then Dinesh Karthik and just it just wouldn't stop. And it became a procession and it allowed Chennai to... You know, I think wriggle out of what looked like a you know prickly situation, but they managed to do it extremely well and won the match. Maxwell and Faf they got out in quick succession, and at that stage Dinesh Karthik was your most experienced batter, with only uh, the Prabhu Desai's and the Shahbaz Ahmed's to trust. Uh, as at that stage, do you think the onus was really on Dinesh Karthik to like hold the fort for Bangalore? Yeah, I mean, look, hold the fort is, is a, you know, I don't know if that expression applies in this T20 madness, mayhem. So, and in the past, we've seen Dinesh Karthik come out and play some, uh, you know, terrific 
terrific innings from the word go, from the first ball. All of last season he did it. He tried his best here, but I thought that, you know, having got to where he did, having spent some time in the middle, it, it should have been him taking the team to victory. But after he fell, it became just very, very difficult because by that time, Chennai had clawed back into the game and you give somebody like Dhoni half, half an inch, he's going to take the whole yard. And let's talk about Suyash Prabhu Desai as well. He was the impact player. A Faf said he's quite a funky player. He did try to play some funky shots today, didn't he? He brought out all types of scoops. Do you think he should have stuck to the more orthodox, like orthodox cricketing shots? I mean, we don't know what, uh, you know, I don't know enough or we don't know enough about Prabhu's side to know which, which style suits him better. But he came in at a tough time. By that time, as the impact player, you're already carrying that onus that you have to now go out and prove why you're the impact player. And by that time, having lost these wickets, it was getting tougher and tougher for Bangalore to chase the target. He tried his best. One, a couple, one shot I think he pulled off was quite spectacular when he kind of scooped it over the wicketkeeper for a six uh, towards the you know last couple of last couple of overs. But that was not going to be enough when you're chasing say about 45, 50 or 40 in the last three overs, approximately that. Then you need somebody who has, as you mentioned, more strokes in the repertoire than just one or two funky shots. And now let's talk about Chennai's death bowling as well. It seemed that it will be a big concern for Chennai this season, but only 37 runs conceded in the last four overs today. Props to Tushar Deshpande and Mathisha Pathirana, right? Absolutely. I think especially Pathirana, who's, uh, you know, who's, who's got a, a, you know, it looks like an awkward action, but it isn't. He's obviously modeled himself on the great Malinga. But that also demands, that puts so much demand on accuracy. Speed, of course. The big in-swingers, if he can get those, bowling yorkers at will. And it looked in the first couple of overs that maybe he doesn't have all those skills. And then in the last two overs, he just raises the bar. He raises his own performance and comes good. I thought that was very good. And even Tushar Deshpande, he's coming along, you know, improving by leaps and bounds. The, the crux, the real test of these bowlers in the death overs is whether you can keep your head, where can you can keep your control. And in both these both these aspects, I think both these bowlers did really well. Uh, lastly, let's talk about tomorrow's game. Hyderabad and Mumbai, these are two franchises you wouldn't really equate in the same sentence, right? But they have had identical fortunes this time around. They started off very poorly and then bounced back with two consecutive wins. What do you make of this, I ask? Because a third consecutive win is on the table for the taking. Yeah, I mean, whichever team wins this will, you know, will kind of move ahead, obviously, in the points table. But it will also mean that means that the momentum is strongly with them. There's no break in the momentum. And that's what both teams will aspire to do. I think Hyderabad playing at home might, you might consider that as an advantage. But against Mumbai, you know, five times former champions, you can't take anything for granted. And especially now that Surya Kumar Yadav has hit form for Mumbai, also Ishan Kishan. Uh, you know, so it and Rohit has not looked out of form. Uh, he just not not got the big scores. And then they've got overseas, you know, outstanding players like Tim David and and Cameron Green. So this is a it's a very strong and powerful Mumbai side even now. Even though they don't have guys like say uh, uh, Jasprit Bumrah, uh, you know. But Hyderabad, I think they'll they'll want another big big score substantial contribution from Harry Brook who looks so wonderful in the century he made in the previous game and then from Aiden Markram who looks like a natural leader an attacking batsman but also a natural leader and then you, they've got Adil Rashid I don't know if they'll play him uh, but 
you know, leg spinners also always useful. Then they've got Umran Malik, you know, who could who could pose a problem or two, though he hasn't looked in his best form so far. And then who I think is a very you know interesting bowler is Markande, Mayank Markande, uh, leg spinner who's played for Mumbai earlier. So this is going to be an interesting game. As I mentioned earlier, both teams will be very, very eager to win this and keep that momentum going because that will give you the impetus to keep going further in this tournament. And we'll be eager to watch the game tomorrow as well. As we'll be back with you as always. Thanks for your time. Lovely. Thank you. And we'll catch up again. That was today's episode of the T20 Podcast with Ayaz Meman in association with Lloyd. Khayal jo ghar ko ghar banai and Domino's. This is a Quint original podcast, executive produced by Shelly Walia and Ritu Kapoor. This episode was hosted by Shuvaditya Bose, produced and edited by Pratik Lidhu and Anjali Palor. And a special thanks to our guest, Ayaz Meman. Stay tuned for our future episodes on your preferred podcast app. You were listening to the Quint's podcast.